0: But God demonstrates His own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. What did He demonstrate? His love. The best demonstration we can think of is, of course, at the cross. But that uh, it's an ongoing spring. And it's an ongoing fountain. It wasn't just a saving uh, element, but it's for eternal reasons. Uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. Again, we see this great love of His. And it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world would be holy and blameless before Him in love. So, you know, there's a love of God that does great things. What what great things? Every spiritual blessing. You, you don't have enough pages in your Bible to list them. Every spiritual blessing. I think that is just incredible. I love that verse. It means a lot. Uh, Romans nine eleven through twelve. Love chooses. Chooses because of. His will. <clears throat> of course, the, you know, in Romans 9, you get the story of, well, Jacob and Esau. <clears throat> neither one deserved God's love, of course. Definitely Esau didn't, did he? Well, neither did Jacob. Romans 9 11 and 12 says, For though the twins were not yet born and had not done anything good or bad, so that God's purpose according to His choice would stand not because of works but because of Him who calls. It was said to her, the older will serve the younger. Just as it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. So that's what He's done for us. They all should have gone the same place where Esau went. So His His choosing was dealing with His love, wasn't it? Well, so... That adds to us, salvation, and then it continues on. God's power just continues to work in us. But our love, part B there, number one, adds nothing to God. His love descends, gives us all the bounty, all the fruitfulness, and our love ascends to Him. It ascends in duty because we're commanded to do that, but yet also we are wanting to do that too aren't we? It's a, there's a thankfulness in that. That's how our love brings forth. We think of thankfulness and praise. He's not thanking us. He's not praising us. But we do it because of what He's done. So He adds to us by His love. And it's ongoing. And, and we realize the, the benefits and the blessings. Uh, our goodness that He's put into us doesn't extend to Him because there's nothing that can be added to God although he requires our love but he's not benefited by it. Look in Job 35, 5 through 8. Look at the heavens and see and behold the clouds, they are higher than you. If you have sinned, what do you accomplish against him? And if your transgressions are many, what do you do to him? Still not going to change him if even the sins. If you are righteous, what do you give to him? Or what does he receive from your hand? So, you know, verse 8. Your wickedness is for a man like yourself, and your righteousness is for a son of man. So our righteousness will add to other people, to other men, women, children. Um, but we can't do anything that will change him. Sovereign God. Job 22, 2 and 3. Looking at his character a little bit. Can a vigorous man be of use to God or a wise man be useful to himself? Is there any pleasure to the Almighty if you are righteous or profit if you make your ways perfect? Yeah, there, that verse 3 says, is there any pleasure to the Almighty if you are righteous? Well of course, you know, he is pleased whenever we do that. But at the same time, it's not going to add to his it, it's not going to take his pleasure away. Now, in a human way, there is that sense. We know that God is God is sad in a sense when say, when, it, when he looks at this world, and sees the sin and Jesus was that way whenever he was here on earth, you know, and he saw the sinfulness of man and he saw what death would do whenever Lazarus died, just that in itself what it does. And of course, that was the feelings, the humanness of Christ. But what it's saying there, there's nothing that's going to profit God. Whether we do good or bad, of course, it's not going to profit him that does bad. But it, it, that sounds like what you know. It, doesn't he take pleasure in our in our obeying him? Yeah, yeah, he does. But it doesn't add to him. It's, you know, it, we're not we're not going to change him in that sense. And that's kind of the idea. But what about us? We get rest. We looked at this kind of last week. We get rest. We get delight. Okay, do you rest on the Lord? When you do, isn't it nice? (laughs) We get delight. Don't we love to delight in the Lord? I mean, isn't that really what, what it's about? His love gives us reverence, awe. Number four, obedience. Because of His love, then we now love Him. We obey Him. We hold communion with the Father. We honor Him. So that's that's the uh, thing that John Owen <coughs> was stressing there. The love of God does tremendous things for us. It does. But we can't give that kind of love where it will make Him even better. That's kind of the point. He doesn't need us. Yeah, He doesn't need us. But, but then do. you look at all the, <laughs> the love that have. He gives us. and it's good. Why would He do that then if yes. He doesn't need us? We sure need Him. <laughs> that may be another reason why we love Him. because, beca- And we'll get to that in a moment. Because. We love Him because. Is there anything wrong with that? No. But He doesn't love us because. He loved us before we were ever even born. Or even before creation. I don't understand that. Because we only have our reasoning. Reasoning says... I love you because... <laughs> mm. Why do you love me? You don't just love because... You know, you don't just... In fact, you love other people now, and even in a Christian sense, you love other people because God told you to. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or because you're so man. odd, you need somebody else <laughs> odd with <don't> you. <laughs> <laughs> just, wow. Is there a curious here? <laughs> so that's the difference in that... Kind of loving situation. There's another one is that God's love goes before our love, and an easy one to remember is First John 4:10. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that God loved us first. That He loved us. So His love goes out before us. Matter of fact, Romans 1:30 says that we w- were haters of God, or in Romans 5 that we were sinners. He demonstrated His love as we were sinners against Him, hating Him. So His love goes way before our love. Romans 5.8, God commends His love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So His kindness appears when we can be foolish, when we can dis- be dis- disobedient, He's said to love the world, as in John 3.16. That is, those who have nothing but what is in and of the world, uh, whose whole portion lies in evil. And yet He loves them. Our love is consequential. That follows that. It's because. He never did anyone... There's never been anybody ever to turn the affections of God Without God loving them first. Never has there ever been anybody. You think of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. What was the guy that, uh, Enoch, who walked with God? You know, God is pleased with that, but, you know, it's still God's love first. Well, then that would be back to some kind of work. Right. And we can't take credit for anything. And this is all grace, isn't it? should that's really what this really tries to emphasize. God must be revealed to us as lovely and desirable. Not as some kind of ogre, but he's a, the loveliest that we have. He's the most desirable. He is the object of our faith. We rest upon that, don't we? And we take delight in it. So that's, that's, that's a good word to think on. Take delight, Christ. Well, look at our sin
1: and loss,
0: it makes God's love that much more. Why, mm. you know, when we get the right look at ourselves, then God's love becomes so much greater. Yeah, and, we, and that's something that we can experience. Well, that very passage of while we were like sinners, like you said, it's hard to think that you didn't do something or have something, so you're an enemy. I told him to be way. Like, spite of everything you were, he did that anyway, because who he is... Loving you as, way before you become a Christian. right. <laughs> In and even case. when you're a Christian. But well, like a child, you know, Still as a child, a child, like, oh, I didn't really do that much bad. I was like, no, I'm just pretty much rotten and it did, Yeah, that's <laughs> you what know, so we would say. But he does that anyway. The Puritans use the word excellencies a lot. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we don't love God for nothing, but we love him for his excellencies. We love him for his loveliness. We love that he is so desirable. He made Himself desirable to us. We were drawn to Him, weren't we? Um, Psalm 116, verse 1. Yeah, it's a a love that's really hard to to really believe. Here's what we're talking about on the because. Here's just one of the because. I love the Lord because He hears my voice and my supplications. I love the Lord because He hears my prayers. It could go on and on, could <laughs> it? You know, we could just list them and list them and list them. I love the Lord because that's just one. Would you say because He hears my concerns? You know, that's that first. Yeah. Look back in Psalm one fifteen, verse one. You know this verse, not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to Your name give glory. Why? Because of Your loving kindness. Because of Your truth. Oh, we could just go on and on with these becauses. Get the idea on that one, don't we? So our love is that. He doesn't love us because we loved Him back. That would mean we loved him first. He doesn't love us because we accepted him into our hearts. He doesn't love us because we're always obedient. I guess we'd go on and on with that, couldn't we? Yeah, he,
1: he loves love us because he loved us.
0: Good people. <laughs> yeah. It's and we know you we know our heads going Hard to like understand them. it. Hard to understand it. And there we go. There we go with the mind of God. We do Right. Yeah, he, he he's pleased in us. He he's pleased when we obey him. But he's a God. That is a God of pleasure. Of course, we know he is. He hates evil. He has all of those kind of attributes. That He's a wrathful God. But yet, with his people, here's a love. That is distinguished between the ones who are his people and who are not his people. He still loves all of his ones that he's created, but it's like, I've always said, you know, like you love your neighbor over here that's next to your house, but to somebody who is related to you a husband, a wife, a son, daughter, whatever, you know we have a different kind of love for them than we do the other person, right? And that's the way that... Uh, because God is love, He cannot help but love the unbelievers, yet He's angry with the wicked every day. But I'm very glad that He He loves it whenever we come to Him. And He takes pleasure in us in that sense. Yeah, He does. And. Uh, But it's not because we come to Him. What what happens if we don't come to Him? Maybe we are aloof and astray from Him for a period of time. We shouldn't be, but we can be. What happens if we just kind of forget about our prayer life for a few days? or Not into His Word for a few days. Not communicating with Him. Well, the next time we come to Him, He says, you know what? I lost a little bit of love for you during that time. He loves us the same, whether we've been obedient, disobedient. It's never that he loves us more and loves us less. That's a that's amazing. Now we can tend to have feelings of love for people up and down, you know, but yet we would like to say, well, I have the same love for them, and maybe we do, but his doesn't change. It doesn't matter of fact, that's what we get into the next one right into this. God's love is equal. That means it's constant. Um, God is like himself. His nature is that he is unchanging. He's constant. He is not capable of adding to himself. Because he's already perfect. He's not capable of losing anything. But our love is like ourselves. We can be unequal. We can be waning, growing, declining. He's like the sun. And it always has the same light, doesn't it? But we can have what? A moon? Or, or or let's say let's say clouds that come in front of it. And now you've got less light than you had before. Somebody said they were. Uh, in the storm out on the lake of the Ozarks on Saturday and it was you know they'd looked at the uh, radar and it looked good so they went out for a 25 mile ride and they started coming back and all of a sudden it got real dark and then it got darker and then it even got darker and the guy said by the time he got to his boat dock he couldn't get it in it took him 20 minutes well he he let his Somehow his wife got off the boat because it was raining at that time. She just escaped. She was enough to get off of there, but he couldn't park it in there because it was so dark. This is during the daytime. It was raining hard, and yeah. And so, uh, you know, but the sun was shining as bright as it ever was, but it's blocking that off. Cloud may interpose, you know, uh, but the love of the Father is equal. Whom he loves, he loves to the end. His love is always perfect and it's never less. That's something. Never diminished. You know what? He's eternal. When did His love for us start? (laughs) It can never be heightened by some act that we have. Cannot be lessened, but yet he can take pleasure in us, and he can be displeased with us. Don't want to get that wrong, but at the same time he is, and he, it, but he's always ready, and he's always loving us no matter what. I like James one seventeen. It's it's about a, it's a characteristic of him that is always good because our world just changes all the time. Things come he said I didn't order that I did I was happy the way that it was every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of lights with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow it's the father of lights he is the light of the world his light is as ever bright as it ever has been. He does not change. I can't fathom that. I like that. I like that because God will never change. Things around me change. Things change at work all the time, doing different things that I never had done before and things I really am kind of scared to do. <laughs> this 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 is blessed assurance. Hidden it? Hidden it this this is one of the greatest promises that there is. God will never change us. Who He is is who He is. Never the least little bit. We change all the time. Don't even try to change. We change. We get older. We're not the same as we were yesterday. <laughs> Basically the same. But He never changes. His love never, ever changes. I have a whole lot of passages there dealing with that, but it's really a, really a thought. His loving kindness is forever, isn't it? A love of bounty, of the fruits. There's different seasons in our lives that we have. But, you know, uh, sometimes there are certain times when we could say that He doesn't smile at us. It seems like we don't even hear from Him. Sometimes He wants us, you know, if, if, he's, if He's smiling at us all the time, then we can take that for granted and start neglecting Him. So He knows when just to be... He's always there, but yet, how can you say, uh, somewhat of a distance, even though He's watching over us constantly and the Holy Spirit's living there, but it's like He's... It seems like He's from a distance. But that's a good thing. See, sometimes it, uh, as John Owen said, it uh, seems like a, there's a, a moment where he just hides his face. You guys ever kind of felt that? But it, it's a good thing. It's, good. it's everlasting kindness that is always there. How about our love? It's unequal. <laughs> our love to God ebbs Flows, it wanes, it increases. Uh, we lose our first love, Christians do. We grow again in love. Poor creatures that we are, <laughs> John Owen says. But poor creatures we are. How unlike the Lord in His love. And then he said, we're unstable as water. <laughs> boy, that can be true, can it? Think about, uh, think about the hurricane season and such. <laughs> One day I shall never be moved. My hill is so strong. And the next day, oh, men are liars, and I shall perish, scripture says. Agreements and discrepancies. Think about the Father love that loved that. He has, and then the saints. But yet we hold communion with him. I think of Matthew twenty-six thirty-three. As soon as I tell his name, you're going to know what that's about. Twenty-six thirty-three. Peter said to him, "Even though all my, uh, all my." all may fall away because of you. I will never fall away. Right? I'm as strong as can be. Things are going great, Lord. I will never fall away. Keep reading. Verse 72. We know the story. And again, he denied it with an oath. I do not know the man. Speaking of Jesus. Verse 74, Then he began to curse and swear, I do not know the man. Immediately a rooster crowed. There we go. Let's look at Psalm 10, verse 6. His love and our love. There are differences, aren't there? Although there are many similarities... He says to himself, I will not be moved throughout all generations. I will not be in adversity. Says the psalmist. Look in Psalm 116, verse 11. 116, 11. <laughs> I said in my alarm, all men are liars. <laughs> I guess they really are but uh, anyway we see the the difference we can be unstable but his love is always constant does that give you great what's the word what was the word to use while well ago assurance. assurance there we go 1 John 3, verse 1. See how great a love the Father has bestowed on us that we would be called children of God and such we are. Children of God and such we are. Kind of remarkable. Turn to Proverbs 8. It's fascinating. Been building it up here. It's remarkable. And some say that, and in, in it, 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 I think it's uh, kind of showing Christ, but it's speaking about wisdom here. Then I was beside Him as a master workman, and I was daily His delight, rejoicing always before Him. Look at this. Rejoicing in the world, His earth, and having My delight in the sons of men. Whether he's speaking about wisdom, he's speaking about Christ, he's speaking about God, in the ultimate, He says He has His delight in the sons of men. He has His delight in... Let's say the Father has His delight in Christ His Son. He has His delight in the sons of men or His children. It's an overwhelming kind of love, isn't it? My delights were with the sons of men. How does He delight? How does He do this? And it was from eternity... That he laid down his own bosom, his whole design for our happiness. Proverbs eight thirty one Rejoicing in the world, his earth, and having my delight in the sons of men. Of course he you know he takes re- rejoicing and delight in his creation, but his creation of mankind that is the ultimate of his creation. Because we're the really the only ones who can appreciate his wisdom, which is really the theme of Proverbs eight there. But you know the trees can't appreciate his wisdom. Uh, any object created by God cannot appreciate his wisdom like we do. Animals can. Angels know more than we do now, but one day we will exceed them the sons of men incredible unbelievable my delights the sons of men so as we're looking at this point four here it's there we're not looking at differences we're just looking at this amazing love that he has that does not change. <coughs> that is out of His own free will. And we saw that. Of course, I look at Matthew 11, 25 and 26. Speaking of His children. <coughs> Jesus is speaking, doing parables. He says something that is uh, almost alarming. It doesn't sound right, but yet it does. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, calls him Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent, the ones out of 1 Corinthians chapter 1, the quote, so so called wise, right? And have revealed them to infants, his children. It may seem like we are really the ignorant. We don't have any wisdom of the world, no intelligence of the world. And yet He reveals His heavenly truth to children of God. And so He says in 26, Yes, Father, for this way was well-pleasing in Your sight. takes you back to that. He sings over us. Unchangeable. We change every day. His love changes not. It's distinguishing. I was kind of mentioning this earlier. He hasn't loved all the world in the same way that He loves His believers. And Jacob, I have loved. Esau, I have hated. How can you explain that? Because everybody likes to think that God is a God of love. He is. That He is love. Why should He fix His love on us, though, is another question that we have. And I think everybody here would say, why me? Of course, every believer is really the same way. You you passed millions by, and you chose me. And it wasn't because of my nature. (laughs) And if you take, like, the wisdom of the world, intelligence there, and most of the great and wise men of the world all throughout the ages to even today, and you can identify with with this, that they're excluded from fellowship with Christ. He passed over them in that sense. Why didn't He take them? Because they have much more intelligence. That's not what He was looking for. Can a Christian be intelligent? Absolutely. Matter of fact, I think we are the ones who really do have the wisdom, and it's found in here. We discover that more and more. The more you learn, the more more that you feel like you don't know anything, and it is true. And the more and more you uh, really realize how illogical they are, people are. Yeah. And even when you get victory over sin, the more and more mature you become in Christ, the more. The more you respond to to sin in your own life. <laughs> Even though you can be beating it, maturing, at the same time. Where, it's funny how that works. You know, there's a lot of stuff we don't see until you see it. Would you say He's revealing that well, to the us? More learn, the more you learn, the more you deal with the sin in your life, the more sin you find. And he says, how about this one? For the assumptions, of course, in Malachi, you get um, that same passage. It's out of Romans. It's, I have loved you, says the Lord in verse 2. One, two. I have loved you, says the Lord. But you say, how have you loved us? Was not Esau Jacob's brother, declares the Lord? Yet I have loved Jacob, but I have hated Esau. And I have made of mountains a desolation and appointed his inheritance for the jackals of the wilderness. And yes, that is true. Same thing, see, in Romans 9.13, and he's not talking about nations there, he's talking about two individuals. Of course, nations came out of them. But but he's talking about personally there are people that he chooses. So we come to the end here. And of course, the First John 4.16 says, We have come to know and I believe the love which God has for us. God is love one who abides, lives, sticks around, remains in love, abides in God. God abides in Him. You have key, key words there. Abides, abides, abides. Uh, we have come to know and have believed the love. You I can mean say, okay, God gives. What do we do? We receive. And then we return it. But we receive. How do we receive His love? What did we say last week? Believe. That's really what we do. That's everything that we we just discussed. Believe that. Believe the word of God. All, all the scriptures that we look at. Just believe that. Uh, even to believe this love of God. This you know the very this love of God, the, that He has a heart, heart of Father is toward us in every situation. And if we believe that, we say, yes, that is true, that is true. We're receiving that. So you say, He gives. How do we receive? Believe. Let your mind know it. and That's why that's why you read the Bible. That's why you want to read it every day because your mind has to be reminded. It has to be renewed. And the more we think on that, then we received His love for the day. We've received His love for the hour here. We receive His love for the moment by moment you know daily minute by minute see embrace it you know uh, you know if you get a thought just towards the lord you, you know you, you might have forgotten about the lord for the last few hours and then all of a sudden oh why was i thinking that why why was i doing something that doesn't honor him and so be filled with the fact. Think of think of those verses. Think of the thoughts about who God is. Think of these attributes. Be filled with the Word of God. Believe it, and that's how we receive it. Receive it, and then in return, then we we just love Him back. This is all communion. We're trying to get to the heart of what communion is, and uh, we want to walk in the very light of God's face, don't we? And we want to have communion all day long, whether you're. You know, you're busy working or talking with people. So it's just God-conscious and thinking about His thoughts and His ways every few moments or every few minutes or a few hours. Sometimes you know it's things we have to keep our mind on, but um, we just want to be thankful to God. I think that's one of the greatest ways. So anyway, just believe it. Believe it that it's real. Those things seem to be unreal. But they, they are, aren't they? Let's pray. Father, thank you for this evening. Thank you for this precious time. And, oh, Lord, that uh, you are the one we want to pursue. And you are delightful to us because of all the things that you do and continue to do, have done, you are a God who is way beyond our comprehension, but You've given us the mind of Christ, and we want to know You more and more and more, because this is what eternal life is about. In Your Son's name, Amen. Thank you guys for coming out tonight.